0: Well greetings all of our family and friends. This is the senior pastor of this Rock International Ministries, Apostle Nathaniel Leon. I'm excited to be with you. Uh I'm I'm so uh blessed to be back in the United States of America. We were traveling the last few weeks uh in Florida with our good friends, uh Pastor Juan and Michelle at Freedom South Campus. Had an amazing time a, a few weeks ago at RTA Last weekend, we were in London, England, with our covenant brothers and friends, uh, Apostle Filver Mellon, Pastor N, for the way of the King. God moved amazingly and mightily in the UK, and we're back home now, and we're grateful for what the Lord is doing. I'm going to ask you, if you would, if you're hearing me, thank you for joining our live Our Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast. We pray that the blessing of the Lord would rest upon you and every hearer of the word today because we believe God is going to speak in a mighty, mighty way. So so good to see you, Sister Lisa. Welcome to the broadcast. Uh, All of you listening, I'm going to ask you if you would just do that work of the evangelist, share the podcast, uh, like the podcast, and make sure uh, those uh, that are hearing the word of the Lord uh, can be impacted. I believe that one of our jobs is to share the good news of Jesus. And as we do this, we believe God is going to move in a in a mighty, mighty way and that he's going to get glory in everything we're doing. So I'm doing the same. I'm sharing that. And we're believing that God is going to add increase multiplication and that the goodness of God is going to manifest over the broadcast. So uh, let me know where you're joining from. Sister Melissa, so good to see you. Sister Morgan, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Sister Margaret, we pray the blessing of the Lord over you. Sister Mary Keys. thank you for joining in. Just let us know again where you're joining in so we can bless you and pray blessing over your region, over your territory. And in just a moment, we're going to begin with the word of the Lord. So uh, we're grateful to be here on our live podcast we're going to pray the grace of the lord over our podcast today and that he would get glory and all that we're doing So again share Let us know where you're watching from So good to see you sister Debbie My sister uh, Sister Mary Duran So good to see you Welcome to the podcast so I'm going to start with Just a brief word of prayer And while you're joining in uh, Please remember to share that podcast Share this pot, this broadcast. And we believe God is going to minister Mightily sister Violet So good to see you Let's start with a word of prayer Heavenly Father we come before you And we invite your presence, Lord, to minister to each and every heart today that hearts would be mended, that minds would be uh, be renewed, that souls would be saved and that we would hear from you in a mighty way. Speak to our hearts minister to our spirits that which is good and whole and we ask you to get the glory and the honor over this podcast I pray revelation I pray wisdom I pray grace upon every hearer of the word today and I thank you that you're moving supernaturally I invite miracles and signs and wonders to accompany the teaching of your word and I pray that you would get glory in everything that we do we seal this now in Jesus mighty name if you agree somebody say amen amen and amen. God bless you, Sister Natalie. Welcome to the podcast. So we're glad you're here uh, watching from South Africa. Amen. Riverside, California is checking in. Santa Ana is on the line. Praise the Lord. And we're grateful and we're praying over all those listening. So uh, we're going to start with the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 21 and this is our podcast scripture and this the Bible tells us that the creature itself or creation itself shall be delivered. I want to encourage you as much as I believe in healing and I believe in miracles and I believe in deliverance. The Bible says it is our job. It is one of our requisites not only to see personal deliverance what which, which we must have have, but it is to see national deliverance, regional deliverance, territorial deliverance. We're believing for freedom in America. We're believing those watching in South Africa, that there would be freedom and deliverance in South Africa. God bless you. Brawley, California is joining in. We pray the blessing over Brawley. We're believing for healing and change in the UK. Wherever you're watching from, you see this flag behind me. It's not just because I'm uh, promoting America. I'm believing. Leaving for America to turn back to God and that wherever you are God wants to turn your nation back to the Lord and in order for that to happen the righteous have to cry out you say, what can one person do? What can uh, one church do? Let me encourage you. The Bible says, if my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then what I hear from heaven, forgive sin and heal the land. The land is not up to governors. It is not up to the president. It is not up to prime ministers, nor is it up to mayors, nor is it up to senates. The land is up to the people of God that when we petition the Lord in prayer and intimacy, God will heal the land. God will save a nation. God will deliver and turn uh, a generation back to the Lord. And we're believing for that. And that's not just a vain hope. That is a promise that when we pray and when we seek the face of God and we repent, God heals territories. God changes nations. It biblically, whenever there was revival in the earth, it came from a praying people. And when that revival, Came the nation begin to change, the, the government begin to change, uh, education begin to change. And here is what Romans 8 30, 21 says the creation itself will be delivered, it will be set free, it will be made well. That bondage, that spirit of bondage, because the Bible says it will be delivered from the spirit of slavery. Let me remind you the spirit of slavery wants to confine, wants to restrict, wants to take. There is a spirit in the earth that is called the Antichrist Spirit. And that spirit, the Bible says, is coming, but is already in the earth. And that spirit wants dominion over other men and women. You see, you were made for dominion. You were made for rulership. You're a king under the king. You are a lord under the Lord. He's the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. But he made you head and not tails. He made you above and not beneath. He made you to operate as kings and priests. You're a you're a man or woman of God of authority. And in order for us to operate in that kind of authority, we've got to realize who we are. But we're never meant to dominate other men. We're never meant to dominate other women. We're made to have dominion according to Genesis 1.26. He made us in his image. After his likeness, for the purpose of dominion, the to have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the over the fowls of the air, over uh, uh, over everything that creeps upon the earth, over all the cattle and all the beasts of the field. You're to have dominion over air, over water, and over land. You're to have dominion over the air in the air in the military. You would say the air force, the marine, or the army or the navy. Dominion over air, over water, over land. You're to have dominion. Over atmospheres and creation and creatures, but you're not to dominate other men, you're not to bring other men under slavery. This is a spirit that wants to steal and to kill and to destroy. Bless you, chosen. Welcome to the broadcast. Glad you're with us. We're praying that we understand God didn't want to bring men into slavery, He wants to set men and women free. Romans 8, verse 15, go back a few verses. It says, You've not received. The spirit of bondage again under fear. Verse number 15, 815 says, For you have not received the spirit of bondage to fear. Because one of the things that keeps the people of God and all generations bound is the spirit of fear. Intimidation, worry, stress, anxiety. You've not received that spirit of fear. How do I know fear is a spirit Timothy tells us God has not given you uh, the gospel or the, the letter from Paul to Timothy says right about one verse seven says that God, uh, that God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You're meant to operate in power. You're meant to operate in love. You're meant to operate in a sound mind. God wants you operating in authority. But again, Romans eight fifteen says you've not received the spirit of, of bondage. Uh, the spirit of slavery to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption. Now, in the Western culture, that's not a good word to say you're adopted. It makes you feel like you're a second-class son or daughter. But in the kingdom, this is the this is the word. Weothesis or weothesia. It means the spirit of sonship, the spirit of daughterhood, the spirit of grafting into the kingdom. And you're not coming in as a servant, though you will serve. I'm going I'm to say this again. You're not coming in as a servant or a slave, though you will serve. You're coming in as sons and daughters of the king. You've received the spirit of sonship, the spirit that grafts you into kingdom identity and kingdom inheritance and kingdom power and kingdom virtue. You've received the spirit that we can cry out, Abba, Father, that he is daddy God. He is a God of fellowship and intimacy. Romans 8.21 tells us that creation will be set free from the spirit of bondage and corruption. Reminding you again, I'm going to say it over and over. Corruption is not perversion only; it is not wickedness only; it is not uh, uh, bribery. It's the word. Uh, the word bribery is tied to corruption. It is perverted power it is corrupted leadership. It is not only perversion or wickedness, but it is wickedness in those in authority, those operating in authority. And so any type of authority that is corrupted, that is, that is a perverted is the spirit of corruption where there's a bribery taken, where they're using power and influence and authority for themselves, like in the nation of America, like in the government of California. I can say that openly it is corrupt. It is perverse and It is not of God, and I decree in the name of Jesus. God is bringing judgment to corruption in high places. That we are not wrestling with flesh and blood, but with principalities and powers and wickedness in high places, seeking to make legislation that causes the Bible to be illegal. You say no, that would never happen. Look at China seeking to close its church to close churches permanently. We say, well, that's all behind us. Let me remind you, the devil wants to bring a spirit of Antichrist. And according to Thessalonians chapter number two, there is only one spirit and one power that keeps the man of perdition, the spirit of the Antichrist at bay. And that is the church of Jesus Christ. That is the Holy Ghost in men and women of God that are standing in authority. And I wanna tell you the devil didn't mind after school programs. The devil didn't mind, he didn't didn't mind uh, uh, us marching. The devil didn't mind us talking about change. But one of the things that makes him afraid is that the Holy Ghost lives in the church and that keeps the spirit of the Antichrist, the one word government, the, the spirit that would cause us to be be, be uh, persecuted, that keeps them at bay. Are you hearing me? Romans 8.21 says the spirit of bondage that is keeping the, the earth under a spirit of corruption will be dealt with. You say, how can that happen? They have all the money. They have all the influence. They have all the, the governmental control. They've got all the, the, the television cameras and they've got all the land and the property. They've got military force behind them. But let me encourage you. You have a God who does not sleep or slumber. You've got a people. He says, here is what what God, the answer to this generation, the answer for America, the answer for California, the answer for South Africa, the answer for Durban and Cape Town, the answer for Pretoria, the answer for London, the answer for Europe, the answer for Asia is the glory of God on the children of God. There is one answer. There is one solution and there's not a Republican answer. There's not a Democratic answer. There's not a governmental answer. There's not an answer in education. There's not enough after school money or programs to fix what's wrong with our generation. It is the glory of God upon the church of the living God. Romans chapter 8 verse 21 says, creation, everything created everything made systems and lands and properties and territories and governments and and and, and education and and land and and buildings and, and 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 television and hollywood and production studios everything created everything that exists will be delivered From the bondage, the slavery, it will be set free of corruption, people in authority that do not have the nature of God, that do not walk in the, in the knowledge of Jesus Christ and anything that's built on anything else, but the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ is coming down. Where is that in your Bible? Romans chapter eight, uh, Romans chapter, or actually Hebrews chapter number 12 tells us verse 24. Actually, we're going to go down to Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 28. Hebrews 12, we're already there. Hebrews 12, verse 28, it says, actually go to verse 27. And this word yet signifies the removing of the things that can be shaken. Go back to 26. Whose voice then shook the earth, but now promised, saying, once more, I will shake not only earth, only but heaven so God is going to shake heaven now this is unprecedented you don't hear heaven shaking heavens don't move heavens don't there is but there's going to be a realignment in the earth and in the heaven there's going to be a removing of things and a realigning of things he said I'm not only going to shake the earth but I'm going to shake heaven and earth with my voice and the Bible says verse 21 says this word yet more signifies the removing of things that are shaken so that only the things of of the things that are made that only the things that cannot be shaken would remain I'm going to repeat that to you again, whose voice then shook the earth, but he promised yet saying once more, I will shake not only earth, but heaven. And this word once more signifies the removing of things that can be shaken of the things that are made so that they, so that what cannot be shaken would remain. Wherefore we receive a kingdom, which cannot be shaken. What does that mean? Everything that is not built on the foundation of the kingdom of God is about to be shaken. and is about to come down so that only what cannot be shaken would remain. If I have 30 cups on a table, I want you to put this in your mind. I've got 30 cups on a table and I begin to shake the table violently and I shake the foundation of the table when all 29 other cups fall because they're not built on solid foundation and there was only one cup left standing because it's built on godly kingdom foundation. There is promotion through endurance. I want to tell you, you're about to see promotion through endurance. You're about to see promotion through consistency because you you have a kingdom which cannot be moved. So everything made, everything that exists will be shaken. Hollywood will be shaken. Governments will be shaken. Cities will be shaken. Economies will be shaken. Uh, business arenas will be shaken. Every All of the seven mountains is going to experience a shaking. But if you've been built on solid foundation of the kingdom of God, it will remain. It is unshakable. Verse twenty-eight says, "Wherefore we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken. Your kingdom is unshakable. It is it is unmovable. It is it it cannot be moved. It cannot be shaken. Your kingdom is unshakable." Romans eight twenty-one says that the bondage and the slavery and the corruption and that's why you're, it bothers you when governments pu- pull this craziness that's why the, the 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 legal the legalization of godlessness and the and the legalization of perversion that's why issues like target when they're promoting demonic satanic uh, uh attacks against our children they ought to be boycotted that's why things like 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 uh, laws uh, against the bible are, are are they're bothering us but you say well there's nothing we can do the world is headed to hell in a handbasket yes the world is shaking but You must be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. What does that mean? You've got to shine in the midst of darkness. Salt releases savor. And one of the things salt does is it preserves. In the the olden times when they would kill an animal and they would catch their feast, they would cover it in salt they didn't have refrigerators. If you've ever left your meat out overnight, you understand the meat goes bad, left it out a night or two. Now it begins to smell because the, the, the refrigerator keeps it at a cooler temperature that keeps bacteria from forming inside of that dead animal, inside of that dead piece of meat. So in order for them to preserve the, the meat, they would put salt all over the meat and they would rub it and they would put it in there so that it would preserve. Salt is a preservative. You're the salt of the earth. You're to preserve your city. You're to preserve your nation you are the salt of the earth you are the salt of the earth you're to preserve your children to preserve your church what you carry it's not you it's God in you is a preserver it's a life preserver like people are sinking but you throw them that that circular round thing that's going to keep them from drowning but salt is also a healing. There's something called Epsom salt. And if you've sprained your ankle and you've hurt your toe and you've stubbed it, you put your foot in a, in a tub full of hot water and you throw Epsom salt in it because salt has healing properties. It will begin to heal. You're called to heal by the power of the blood of Jesus. But salt also does one more thing. It creates a thirst. If you've ever had something salty, you've ever had pretzels, you've ever had crackers, you've ever had something salty enough, it begins to build a thirst on the inside of you that 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 saltiness gets into your bloodstream, and it creates a desire for a liquid. I want to tell you, one of your jobs is to create a thirst and a hunger for Jesus Christ, so that men can taste and see that the Lord is good. And the earth is shaking, and nations will tremble. But you have a God who never sleeps or slumbers. You have a God who can send you water out of rocks and give you bread from heaven. You have a God who will keep you and strengthen you, and He will bring Egypt down, and He will raise up the children of Israel. Goshen, He will. Cause nations to be, to be judged, but the righteous will be preserved in a time of trouble. Are you listening to me? Romans eight twenty one says that the bondage of corruption will go through deliverance. True deliverance is cities and nations and regions and territories. It's your governmental system being changed. It's your education system being changed. And the only way this will happen according to the Bible is glory. This word glory is the word doxa. It is the word, the order or arrangement. Glory is where is the word doxa. Doxa is what we get the word orthodox order. Also doxa is where we get the word doxology, which is worship. So what worship does is it releases a divine order. If you can build something in the earth after the order of heaven, if you can design something earthly to look like the heavenly, the Bible says, uh, Exodus 25, that God told Moses, build the tabernacle after the pattern. There's a pattern there, but duplicate it down here. And then my glory will fill it. And Moses didn't have the liberty to pick the colors. Moses didn't have the liberty to pick the materials. Moses didn't have the liberty to pick uh, the, the, the height and the breadth and the width of the tabernacle. It was down to inches. He said, I need this many inches of sanctuary. I need this many colors of the, of the veil. I need this many, this kind of material, badger skins. And I need gold to be laid in over the ark. And when Moses got all the details the order of God. Loose the glory. What is the glory? The weight of God. The Old Testament word is weight. The, the kabode, the kebab, the, the substance of God, the essence of God, the weight of God. The Bible says that the mountains melt like wax before the glory. I want you to picture a mountain. If you got a mountain outside your window, I want you to think of that mountain. I want you to think of how you look uh, in comparison to that mountain. You feel like you're a little speck of dust. The Bible says when God's glory mounts, manifests, the mountains melt like wax. The earth trembles and shakes at the substance and power of his name. And sometimes we get so familiar with God and so familiar with what we know about God, where we see God small when God says I'm great and high. We see God as common when God says I'm holy and powerful. We see God as inable and inept and common and and. and useless, but constant. I'm the God of power. And I speak and worlds are framed by my words. Hebrews chapter number 11, verse three says, through faith, we understand. I want to tell you, faith looses understanding. It gives you knowledge and revelation about the season and the times and what Israel ought to do in those times through faith. We understand. We heard uh, the woman of God, prophetess Sarah Morgan say that understanding makes you outstanding. You want to stand out? You've got to get an understanding. You're going to have to get a revelation. You're going to have to see things in a way you've never seen things before. You're going to have to understand things in a way you've never understood. You said in all you're getting, get understanding. God wants to give you a revelation about what you're in the midst of. I want to tell you God wants to give you a low gizomahe. Romans chapter number 8 verse 18 says that I reckon that the suffering of the present time is not worthy to be compared with the glory that is shall be revealed in us. Where is the kabode? Where is the, the doxa? In us. God hid his treasure in the earth vessel. The, the kingdom's in us. Where's the kingdom? Not there, not here, but within us. Where, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Where is the rivers of living water? On the inside of me. Where is Where is the kingdom? Inside. Where is Christ? Inside. He put it inside, but we must reckon. Now, the word "reckon" is the Greek word logizomahe. It means to reconsider based on a revelation. Logo, logos, mahe to rethink your circumstance based on a revelation. Understand. And sometimes I hear, I hear the Lord. We will feel like we've given more than we're going to receive. We've sown more than we're going to reap. Sometimes it feels like like we're, we're, we're investing and never going to harvest. We're sowing and never going to reap. We're doing for God. And the devil tells us God didn't notice you. God didn't see your obedience. But I want to tell you that devil is a liar. And every tear you sowed. And every every seed you invested. And every sacrifice you made. It went before the throne of God. God is a master accountant. And the Bible says according to the book of Psalms. That he bottles your tears. And he puts your tears in his book of remembrance. And those tears will go before the Lord. And what you sowed in tears you will reap in joy. The Bible says you have a kingdom that is unshakable. Verse 18, I reconsider that the suffering of the present time, the suffering of the present time. I'm going to say this again. The suffering of the present time. Suffering is tied to time. I'm going to say that again. Suffering is tied to time. Present means appointed. Present deals with none. Time, now, this present time and the word kairos so suffering will be at, at times in time but when you step into the spirit and step out of time now the the trial begins to work for you how, how many have ever uh, been going through a trial i'm gonna lift my hands going through a battle i'll lift my hands going through suffering in my home in my family with the people I love around me. The devil doesn't fight fair. He doesn't fight you man to man. He fights you where you're where you're the weakest. He hits your children. He hits your, your wife or your husband. He doesn't fight you man to man or woman to woman. He fights you below the belt. You've ever gone through something called suffering, pressure, opposition, affliction, trial, tribulation. But here is the solution to get victory. When you're going through suffering, step out of time. The suffering is in time. Your solution is out of time. I'm going to say that again to you. Your suffering is in time. Your solution is out of time. When you step out of time and into the eternal realm, when you step out of the ordinary and into the extraordinary, when you step out of the common and into the supernatural, see, we live in time. Man fell and entered time. When man fell, he entered time, but man was never meant to live in time. You were never meant to die. You were never meant to be sick. You were never meant to be broke. You were never meant to be bound. You were never meant to to feel fear and death. These are temporal things. These are When God made man, he was made in his image and his likeness for the purpose of dominion. There was no death in the garden. There was no sickness in the garden. There was no poverty in the garden. You were never meant for these things. But when man fell, when man lost fellowship with God, he became subject to time space and these elements the Bible calls it uh, it the elements of this age the rudimentary elements of time and space and matter but when you step into the spirit you step out of time and into the eternal Hebrews 1 uh, 11 verse 3 we said that I through faith we understand faith produces understanding understanding gives you power to live in the eternal realm so that you're not looking at your situation from a temporal place you see when people are I'm going to say tired and weary and frustrated. When believers get that way, it's a sign that their eyes are on the wrong thing. Well, you don't know what we're going through, Apostle. Whether you're going through the greatest tribulation, whether you're going through just a battle of, of endurance, whether the enemy's over attacking you, I may not know exactly what you're going through, but I know there's one solution. And Hebrews 12, verse number two says, Looking unto Jesus, putting your eyes on Jesus. And when your eyes are on Jesus, strength hits you. When your focus is on the Lord, virtue hits you. Looking unto Jesus. Verse number two, Hebrews 12, verse two, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him could endure the cross, despising the shame and is now set down at the right hand of the majesty on high. You won't, it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. It doesn't mean it's not, it's not hard. But when you're going through something and your focus is on the Lord, you don't see yourself. You see him. When you see the eternal, you see the immortal, you see the invincible. Hebrews 11, uh, verse number three says, through faith who understand the world were framed by the word of God. What made the world, the, the worlds, the, the word? What made the worlds, the word? I'll try it again. What made the worlds, the word? God's word made the worlds. He made the world you see and he made the world you cannot see. That world, worlds, is plural, meaning more than one. There is a visible world and there's an invisible world. There's a natural world and there's a supernatural world. There's an earthly and there's a heavenly. You wanna know when believers are miserable and they remain miserable because they spend all of our time in the earthly. We spend all of our time in the natural. We spend all of our time in the physical and don't go to the spirit. And then our joy is is gone and our peace is gone and our energy is gone and our focus is gone. And we become hopeless and helpless when the truth of the matter is you've got God on the inside of you. And the Bible says God and his word are one. John chapter 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. You've got his word in you. That means you've got God in you and you've got the miracle worker. You've got the provider in you. You've got the deliverer. But you say, apostle, my children aren't listening. My, my family's out of order. My, my finances are, are bad. My, my sick, the sickness. And whose report do you believe? I'm going to ask you, whose report do you believe? There's a word over your life and his report is you got victory. His report is you've got power, but Hebrews eleven three says through faith, we understand that God makes worlds with words. I'm going to say that again. The worlds are framed by the word of God. And what do you have? The word frame your world frame what you're looking at open your mouth and talk to it until it obeys the god of heaven open your mouth and prophesy to the dead thing and call it to life you say i can't keep doing that why not what else do you have to do it's not changing it's not getting better send the word send the word send the word psalms tells us that he sent his word and healed and delivered us from all destructions how did god heal us with his word how does he deliver us with his word what does he do he sends his word what are you supposed to do speak the word Speak it over your mind. Speak it over your family. Speak it over your children. Speak it over your finance. Speak it over your body. Speak it over your children. Speak it over your resource. Speak it over your ministry. I'm tired of speaking. You keep speaking until everything contrary to the word dies inside of you. That's the problem. There are things in us that are contrary to the word. That's why we can't keep speaking it. That's why our tongue changes and we become double-minded or twice sold. And the book of James tells us a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. The word double-minded means twice sold, two different souls, two different foundations. And one day I'm speaking God's word and the next day I'm speaking death. One day I'm speaking what God said, the next day I'm speaking the report of the devil. And a double-minded man can't receive anything. It's not because God doesn't love you, you can't cash the check. God wrote you a check. And this is a check to the universe. It's a check that has your healing in it, your provision in it, your deliverance. He says, anything you ask in my name, in my authority, in my power, in my, in my identity not just saying Jesus at the end, though you must say Jesus. You've got to put on the anoma of God, the nature of God, the power of God, the the will of God. You've got to put that thing on the inside of you and take that thing to the bank. Say, God said it, I believe it, and I refuse to let anything inside of me talk me out of what God said. I reconsider the suffering of the present time is not worthy to be compared. Hebrews 11.3 says, "I, I understand. That the worlds are framed by the word of God. So what I see doesn't wasn't made by what I can see. So the things which are seen were not made of the things that do appear. What, what does that mean? What I see came from what I can't see. I can see it, but it didn't start in the visible. It started in the invisible. Everything, I, I'm going to make you a challenge. I want you to look at wherever you are. Whether you're in the office. Whether you're in the car whether you're on the sofa, whether you're in the bedroom, whether you're in the bathroom, wherever you're at, whether you're at the grocery store, I want you to look all around you and everything you see came out of the invisible world. Every house, every car, the shirt you're wearing, the the shoes on your feet, the glasses on your face, the watch on your arm, the the, the instrument that you're watching this on, whether a a phone or a, a tablet or a computer, it was in the spirit Somebody dreamed about it, and they brought it from that world to this world. Everything you see came from what you cannot see. The visible world came from the invisible world. The natural came out of the supernatural. The earthly flew and flows from the heavenly. Everything does. You were there. You didn't start here. You say, I came out of my mama all those years ago. You came not from your mama. You came through your mama. The Bible says, Jeremiah 1 verse 5, Before you were in the womb of your mother, I knew you. Before you were in there, you were with me. I knew you. Before I formed you in the womb of your mama, I knew you. Before you came out of the womb, I already destined you. Romans eight twenty nine says, You were foreknown. You were known before. Before what? Before you were here, you were there. Before you were on earth, you were in the Spirit. Before you came, all life comes from God. I'm going to say that to you again. All life, you were foreknown. That is the word pro, genuxo, to know before you knew God and God knew you. You were with him and he was with you. Deuteronomy says you dance with him and talk with him. You just forgot who you are and you forgot where you come from and you forgot all these things, but you feel it. And that's why you're burdened and overwhelmed and tired and frustrated because this life isn't matching what you remember in your spirit, in your sub subconscious. You know you're not meant to be broke. You know you're not meant to be bound. You know your family's not meant to be sick, but you don't know how to fix it. You were foreknown, Romans eight twenty nine, and you were pre destined before destined known before and you were destined before Ephesians chapter 1 says you were chosen in God Ephesians 1 Right about verse number five tells us actually Ephesians 5 7 predestined us some would say predestined go back to four he chose us in him, before the foundation of the world. Wait a minute, wait. So before there was a world, before there was an earth, a planet, a moon, a star, before the planet ever existed, before the worlds were ever created, before the natural earthly was existed, you were chosen in God before. The ones that are chosen were chosen before. God picked me before I was ever in the womb of my mama. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. You were made as a man and woman of God in the kingdom, in the image and the likeness of God. Your sons and daughters of the king, your princes that will become kings and rulers. You are called to walk in glory and authority. And the earth has lied to you. Your family lineage has lied to you. Your your, your background has lied to you. That's why you must be born again. And the word born is generated. geneo. Anathan, John 3 verse 3. From the beginning, from the first, from the chief, from the be- Before time was, you had an identity. Before time ever existed, you were in God and God knew you and you knew God. And that's why I tell it you all the time. The whole Bible is read. John 3 verse 3 says, he answered and said, verily, verily. Anytime you see verily, verily, study that thing really good. Don't just read it from where it is. You read it from with the eternal realm. Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, surely I say to you, bless you, Pastor Matt, so good to see you. Surely I say unto you, except a man be born, Jennao, Anathan is the word again, not twice, not a second time from the beginning, from the top, from the first, from before Genesis 1-1. So you were in God, and God was and you were in God before the foundation of the world. And God knew you and you knew him, and you forgot. And I forgot, and I'm trying to remember who I am. When I take communion, I'm supposed to remember. Do this in remembrance. Jesus said, when you eat my body and you drink my blood, I want you to remember who I am in you. But remember who you are in me. When, 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 when you get the Holy Ghost, you're not going re- to receive the Holy Ghost. You're going to receive the Holy Ghost. You're not going to make your mind new. You're going to renew your mind. You're not going to be deemed. You're going to be redeemed. You're not going to be stored. You're going to be restored. You're not going to be revived. You're going to be revived. You're coming back to where you already were. You just forgot who you are. God, show us who we've always been. Show us what's inside of us. And if you can be born again, if you're not born, you can't understand. The word see is perceive the kingdom. It means to know to understand and the kingdom won't make any sense to you because there are two systems at work: the earthly and the heavenly the carnal and the spiritual the man-made system and the and the god system and the earthly world system is against the kingdom system how do i gain i, I, I you want to be first you got to be last how do i reap i've got a soul how do i gain my life i've got to lose it how do, how do i how do i increase i've got to decrease It didn't make sense to the earthly mind. It didn't make sense that this is the system that I belong to. Now you perceive the kingdom. You understand the kingdom. Then John 3 verse 5 says, After you perceive and are born from the beginning, you must be born of water and born of the spirit. You say, well, get baptized, speak in tongues. That applies. That's a good thing. But you've got to birth spirit and birth the word washing of the water by the word and the breath of God you got to birth the mind of God see let me make this clear if God called you a doctor before time and you will be the most anointed doctor that not only uses medicine you create systems of healing and deliverance you've got to go to medical school that's your calling if God called you there if God called you a preacher you must master the word You're not going to be a wonder overnight. You've got to master the word. You've got to study the word, study to show yourself. If you're a businessman, you've got to study business and study economics. You've got to be what you already are. You've got to become what you already were. So you study, you train and you prepare and you develop for destiny. And so you are born of word, but then you're born of breath. The breath, the word, the washing of the water by the word and the breath gives you power to possess the kingdom. And the word enter means possess, to abide, to walk. It's not just talking about going to heaven here. The context of John chapter 3 is not going to heaven. See, go back to John, John 3, verse 1. What is the context? People misread the Bible, and I'm not trying to mess up your theology, but I am trying to teach you the word. John chapter 3, verse 1 says, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus. This man was a teacher, a scribe, a Pharisee. He was a leader, a prominent revelatory voice in his day. He was a theologian. He was a teacher of the word, and he was a leader of the house of Israel. Say amen. Verse number two, this man came to Jesus by night. He snuck to see him. He got up out of bed because he couldn't be seen with him during the day. He snuck to see him. He came by night and said, teacher, what does that mean, rabbi? So this elder, which was probably twice his age, went to Jesus and said, I need you to teach me. When he called him rabbi, he said, I'm looking for instruction. We've got to be humble enough to understand rank. This is a deception in the body that people don't understand rank and order and authority. It's not about lording over. It's not about I'm greater than you. It's not about, yes, call me apostle and, the, and this and that. Call me father. It's about rank. And we're not understanding rank and order and authority. So we're not moving forward. We're not progressing. The Bible says that this senior said to his junior rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God because no man can do the miracles that you do except God is with him. So what is the context of John chapter three, verse number one, miracles, power, authority. What is what is what is Nicodemus saying? I've got Bible, but I don't got power. I've got scripture, but I don't have authority. I've got teaching, but I don't have demonstration. According to the Bible, at this time, John uh, Nicodemus is saved. He's talking about how to go to heaven. No, he's talking about how to enter. Number one, understand the kingdom. Number two, possess kingdom. What is the kingdom? The king's dominion rulership power miracles authority and so we're reading these bible verses out of context this is how you go to heaven that's not what it says this is how you move in power Nicodemus said I I can read the bible but I can't cast out a devil I can't raise the dead I can't heal the sick and he said in order for you to do these things you got to remember who you are because your name is written in heaven I've already ordained you as kings and priests and rulers then he teaches in verse 3, you must be born again. It doesn't mean you shouldn't be water baptized. It doesn't mean you shouldn't speak in tongues. I'm not disannulling that, but that's not what this text is about. This is about how to enter and possess king's dominion, rulership, power, victory, authority. We've got to interpret Bible by the Bible, not by our traditions and our religion. The scripture tells us Romans 8, 21, that the creation itself shall be delivered From the bondage of corrupted leadership. And I'll say this boldly. Every corrupted leadership is going to bow to the name of Jesus on this side of glory. You say, well, one day uh, when we come back uh, after the rapture, then we'll see it. And then listen, sir. If God didn't give the keys to the church before the rapture. See, once the rapture or the catching away happens, the door of grace is closed. You can't get souls in. Once we go, that's it. And now the only way to get in is you got to die and martyr yourself. You can't just call and be saved. That dispensation is over. So before God judges the earth, he's got to manifest the promise of Matthew 16, 18 and 19. That he will build a church that the gates of hell will not prevail. And this church will move in authority and dominion. And God will grant to this church what is called the keys of the kingdom. And anything they pray on earth will happen from heaven. Anything they loose on earth will be loosed or released from heaven and anything they close or bind from earth will be bound. So everything visible has an invisible source. So I'll be able to close on earth what God in heaven has said is illegal and I'll be able to open on earth what God says is legal. So the Bible will be the governing force and I will close and open everything that's not of him before we leave, not after. So what does that mean? We've got to grow in wisdom and authority. Romans 8.21 says that everything created will be delivered from bondage and bribery and corruption. That means governments. That means school systems. That means arts and entertainment. That means sports. That means uh, dance. That means movies. That means songs. That means media. That means education. That means the hospital arenas. That means the medical profession. See, there are good people in every field. But there are also corrupted, perverted people in every field. And most of the time, those perverted people who want bribery are there for themselves to destroy. And somehow those people get in power by bowing to the spirit of this age. But I want to prophesy the righteous are about to rise. Everything created, I'm done, will be delivered. Everything, every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess from the bondage of corruption. From the bondage of perverted power into the glorious freedom. Let me tell you one thing, every nation I travel, everywhere I get to see, I pray God that he strengthened me to keep going to these nations. They want freedom. They're tired of slavery. They're tired of corruption. They're tired of pollution in government, pollution in in the medical arenas, pollution in the education. It's everywhere. This, This pollution, this perversion, this corruption, this bribery spirit, and that's in the Bible. You'll find in the book of Revelation that this harlot this spirit of seduction sits on the top of these mountains and the Bible says the kings of the earth are drunken with the wine of her fornication and they've eaten from her delicacies, which means they are bribed. This harlot wants to bribe you and when she cannot bribe you, she will threaten you. But there is a generation who love not their lives to death, which means they don't have to die, but they're willing to die. You can't, you can buy everybody. You can't purchase everybody. There are some people that will not bow their knee to this spirit. There are some people that they don't want your money. They don't want your your seduction. They don't want your perversion. They don't want anything you have to offer. We're coming to take you off of that mountain. And we're coming to take the head off off of Goliath. We're coming to to unseat this spirit. And we're going to overcome them by the blood of the lamb. The word of our testimony. I'm done. The Bible says that we will be delivered from the bondage of corruption. Into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Are you hearing me? Are you listening to me? Are you discerning? The only way we will see freedom and the only way we will see restoration and change is not another, not another politician. It is the Spirit of God on the children of God. The children of God have this authority and have this responsibility. The Bible says that he will deliver all of creation from the bondage of corruption into the glorious freedom of Of you and I. Now that's a great blessing. And a great privilege. But that's a great responsibility. So what can we do? I talk to people all the time. And they say. Apostle. Pastor. Man of God. I see what's happening in the world. And the devil's increasing. The antichrist spirit is getting more bold. And more wicked. And more perverse. And the darkness that's on men are growing even darker. I'm I'm just going to read this to you. Here's what Isaiah 60 verse 1 says. What do we do? We arise. How do we arise? In the spirit. You don't have to announce yourself. You don't have to make room for yourself. Spiritually you arise. Isaiah 60 verse 1. You arise and you shine. Shine for Jesus. Let the light shine in you. to speak God's word. And the glory of God will rise on you. What's the answer to the earth? The glory. But God needs glory carriers. He needs New Testament Ark of the Covenant. Verse 2 says that darkness will cover the earth and a gross and exceedingly wicked darkness the people that's what's happening now I mean it's so dark it's so perverse it's so wicked and it gets more wicked and more wicked and more perverse and more twisted more dark and more perverse to where evil is good and good is evil to where darkness is light and light is darkness and bitter is sweet and sweet is bitter perversion according to Isaiah Isaiah And something's wrong with you because you don't agree with this. The devil is a liar. The Bible says that darkness would arise on the earth and great darkness over people. But the Lord, I said, but the Lord, I said, but the Lord shall arise on you. And his glory shall be seen upon you. What is God's answer? His glory on us. So what must we do? Prepare, develop, train, discipline. Grow in our attitude Grow in our spirit Build the character of God Build the patience Build the endurance Build the discipline Build the right You you don't have to make things better You don't have to fix the world You just have to heal your heart And your mind and your soul And go to God And let him finish the good work He started in you So that you will qualify for the keys So you'll qualify for authority That none have ever walked in Verse 3 The Bible says The nations shall run to your light And kings to the brightness of when you rise You don't have to make it happen. God will make it happen. I need to pray with you. I want to encourage you listening. God has something great for your life. You're listening under the sound of my voice because you've been chosen, you've been appointed, and you've been picked. I want to pray for you. Heavenly Father, I pray over those under the sound of my voice that wherever they are watching me from, whatever nation they are tuned in from, I ask you for a wisdom and a revelation that would overwhelm us, strengthen, revive, renew, I pray miracles and I pray signs and wonders surround us, Lord. But most of all, that you would build us on the inside, that we would take on our kingdom identity and that we would be changed. Here is what I hear the Lord saying, that we must be confident in one thing, in one thing, ensure that the good work you started, you would complete in us. Finish the work you started, my mind, my attitude, my character, my emotion, my integrity, my purity, my righteousness, build it up build it to where it's it's spotless it's before you I ask for this now and I pray according to your will and according to your way that you would release grace and favor abundance and wholeness and I ask you for this to be manifest into the kingdom and into the assignment with which you've ordained us to walk out bless your people and let you be glorified in everything we do we seal this now in the name of Jesus if you agree Somebody say amen and amen. I pray that you were blessed. Again, this is the senior pastor of This Rock International. I want to give you a great shout out to all of our... Uh, Listeners to the Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast on our CPN Charisma Podcast Network, on our YouTube page, and on our Facebook page. The Lord bless you. Please share the podcast, share the replay. If it was a blessing to you, you can find out more information about our ministry at thisrockinternational.org. Again, please write that down. We're still in the process of transferring all of our content, all of our information to there there is our teachings there our internet will be there and all of our lives will be there very very soon we're praying for you we pray this podcast blessed you and if it did so you can be sure if you desire to sow a seed that you can do that but most of us share the podcast and we're praying over your life over your future and over your destiny in jesus name amen thank you for listening to freedom global prophetic podcast with the pastor nathaniel leon Stay up to date with our latest episodes by subscribing on your favorite podcast app, YouTube, or by liking us on Facebook at This Rock International. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.